0: All right, hello guys. We are back with a second episode of the podcast. Um, so for this episode, I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to steer in, and you know I got a lot of different uh, feedback from the last episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna tell you guys what I think. First of all, I'm trying out a new situation with the microphone because. Yes, I was a little close. I was a little close. I definitely was a little close to the microphone. Um, it's just because I, for some reason, I thought that you guys like weren't going to be able to properly hear me unless I was literally putting the microphone right next to my mouth and like screaming into it. But I think you guys definitely like picture me doing that um, by listening to the podcast. So sorry about that. I'm trying out a new different setup with uh, <laughs> my wired headphones that I literally speak into uh, for this podcast. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we're back on the highway. I'm back looking on, like onto nothing but the road. Um, I'm driving around, absolutely no gas in my car, um, but that's okay. So I have decided that for this podcast, while yes, I do want to follow some type of structure and some type of topic when I'm talking, I also want this to be very natural and very raw. I almost want this, I mean, okay, I was talking to my friend yesterday Okay, oh, also, all my friends got fucking pissed off at me because I didn't shout them out in the first video. So, okay, let me shout out my friends before they kill me. Um, I was talking to Carolina last, uh, last night, and I was talking to her about how a lot of podcasters that I've listened to talk about the fact that they find their podcast very therapeutic in a way. And at first, it was I didn't understand what they were trying to say. But once I sat down and I literally just talked for 45 minutes straight, because guys, that podcast that I filmed last, or not last night, but yesterday, I literally just pressed play, started driving, and talked for 47 minutes straight. I, there was no structure, I wasn't following anything, I was just talking, 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 and it felt really good to just sit back and talk about what's been going on in my head without anybody having to give me advice or give me how they feel or, you know, have a conversation back with me. I could just talk about how I was feeling and nobody could say anything to me and I could just, you know, really ponder and explore my thoughts. So it was really therapeutic to me to just be able to sit back and talk without having to follow a structure. Um, I'm in school right now and I've been in school fucking for the entirety of my fucking life. And, you know, I've worked jobs since I was, like, 17, 16. You know, I've always had a structure in my life, whatever. When I was growing up, my parents, you know, were a little strict. I had a curfew, like, whatever. Um, so I am tired of, you know, everything being structured in my life. And I decided that for this, I just want it to be a little bit more fun. So for today's episode, I've decided that I'm going to talk about how to say no and how to stand up for yourself. Um... I know this topic may be a little, you know, hard to grasp and, you know, once again, prefacing anything that I talk about, this is me trying to figure it out. Like I like this is literally me speaking my thoughts out loud so I can figure out if they're going to work for me and if they even make any fucking sense to begin with. So keep in mind, I have no idea what's going on at all whatsoever. I'm literally just saying what I think What I think is best, what I do, what I've been working on. And you know, if you guys like it, take it. And if you don't, that's okay too. Maybe you guys can give me some advice as to why I suck at what I'm doing. <laughs> because honestly, I probably need it. Anyways, um, so yeah, so let's get into it. All right, guys. <clears throat> so, I think that I wanna talk about some different situations that I have found myself in, that you may find yourself in where it's necessary to, you know, say no, to say fuck off um, to the other person, um, and how it can be really hard sometimes to say that to other, other people um, in your life, especially uh, higher figures, authority figures. Sometimes it can be really hard with men um, also to, you know, push this idea of I said no and this is exactly what I mean. Um, so yeah, I just want to talk about some different situations that I've found myself in. Uh, where I wish someone had told me, you know, you you know, say fucking no. Like if you don't want to do that, if you feel like that's not what sh- um, you're up to for tonight, if whatever the situation is, um, say no, and that's th- that that's normal. So I think one of the main situations that I find myself in saying no the most is when it comes to work, and I think this is really hard for people to understand because we definitely live in you know a society where. You go to work, you clock in your hours, you do exactly what you're told, and you leave, right? Um, And I know that this is definitely more relatable to people who are probably older and have, like, a steady job. Um, But just between, like, me and my friends and, you know, the people, like, (laughs) that are our age, you know, you just clock in, you do whatever the fuck it is you have to do, and you clock out. And sometimes you can get yourself wrapped up in these situations where you catch yourself you know being you know let's say one of your manager's favorites or you know your manager just for some reason has a liking towards you or honestly maybe they have a disliking towards you maybe they don't fuck with you the way you think you do and you know they have you scheduled for all these extra shifts Or they're constantly asking you if you can pick up more shifts. They're constantly asking you the day of to come in. They're constantly asking you to stay later. They're constantly asking you to, you know, come in earlier. You know, they're just asking you for a lot of things that aren't really part of your resume, aren't part of the job description, aren't part of the job title. Just things that you shouldn't be doing for the amount you're, you know, you're getting paid for. So, a situation like this is definitely, I think, a situation... Whoa, my fucking God. Guys. Holy fucking shit. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, it wasn't even a crash. I'm really so overdramatic. (laughs) Guys, this is what comes with driving and filming this podcast. The fact that I just, like, have to see things on the side of the road. Sorry, I thought there was a crash. But I think this truck just, like, spilled everything out of the, like the behind like the bed okay whatever um but back to what i was saying these are definitely situations where i have found myself in where i have to step back and say no to an authority figure so growing up uh You know, I had a lot of issues with authority figures and saying no and understanding that just because they're older than you, have more power than you, um, it does not mean that you have to like subdue to whatever it is that they're asking you for. Um, Obviously, once again, like take all of this lightheartedly. This is what I think a lot of people get confused with in life, it's like either you go all in or you can't do it at all. But there's always a nice and healthy balance right in the middle between going all in and, you know, not doing anything at all, a right, you know, a perfect little balance in the middle that works for you specifically where, you know, you're still respecting yourself and getting what you want, but, you know, you're not, you know, subduing yourself to things that you don't want to do in order to get ahead or in order for people to like you or in order to not make other people feel bad, you know, and whatever. Point is, it's time to stop being a people pleaser, but <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, and so these are moments where I have found myself having to step back and say no to an authority figure. So like I was saying, growing up, it was hard for me, you know, to talk to authority figures. I would go to the doctors and they would ask me questions. And, uh, you know, at the time, my mom didn't speak the best English. And I would have to, you know, answer these doctors' questions by myself when I was like, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, whatever. And you know, every single time I would answer a question, I would just cry. Like I would like my, like I would actually have to be holding back fucking tears in my eyes when the doctor would ask me, you know, is there anything wrong today? Or did you just come in for a checkup? Like literally bawling, like literally tears streaming down my face because I was having such anxiety, such a bad time. I don't know what it was having to talk to this authority figure in my life you know somebody who was older somebody who you know had you know some say in what was about to happen to me um you know whether I was sick whether there was something wrong with me whether I said the right thing whether you know he asked he or she asked me another question or they sorry but yeah so there was just a lot of you know pressure for some reason riding on me when you know the doctor asked me if everything was okay and if I came in for just a regular checkup I think that this fear of authority And this fear of older figures and this fear of saying no and this fear of getting repercussions if I say the wrong thing came and stems from, you know, my childhood. Uh, Okay, wow, guys, I'm literally about to get a little bit deep. (laughs) I feel like this is like so crazy because there was a lot of people texting me yesterday that I would have never expected to text me about the podcast. And they were giving me feedback on it. And they were telling me how they felt about it. And it's just crazy. I feel like you guys are really seeing a different side of me that honestly, like, I don't even talk about with my friends. Okay, these are my friends that I'm about to shout out. Brooke Worthington, Megan Daly, Hope Terhune, Carolina Taylor, and sometimes Hope Baxter when she's feeling crazy, but right now she's in New York. Um, those are by far my closest friends. Love them to death. Do everything with them every single day. Obsessed, living with most of them, except Brooke, because she's rich. Um, but love them to death. And sometimes I don't even talk to them about these type of things. You know, sometimes it's just not necessary. It's it's trauma that I've dealt with. It's, you know, stuff that I've talked to about with a therapist. It's stuff that I've worked to, through. It's stuff that I'm still working through. Um, so, you know, I don't always like to talk about it. It doesn't always make me feel good. But I think that for the purpose of this podcast it's important to be open about those things if i really want to benefit from it because while yes i hope that this you know helps y'all and like you know you guys can laugh a little and relate and like whatever i definitely want this to benefit me and be more for myself so i can start expressing my feelings more because i feel like i don't express them enough and no offense i don't want to write in a fucking journal and you know and sometimes i don't want to talk to my friends and sometimes i don't want to talk to a therapist or my mom or my dad so you know just fucking speaking it out loud works best anyways when i was younger Uh, I had a really good relationship with both of my parents and I was an only child up until the age of eight And you know, they try to have a child after me for a really long time And my mom was never able to get pregnant, whatever So I was an only child until I was the age of eight So I definitely remember what it's like to be an only child, what it was like growing up alone, what it was like You know, it was just you and your parents, nobody else in the, in the house And you know, growing up, I was also a little poor And I always tell my, you know, my friends, I had a different mom and dad than my little brother does. Um, So my little brother came into my life at eight when, you know, that's the last year I was a a fucking only child. Um, Total coincidence, total accident. Nobody, like, nobody thought that my mom was, like, trying to get pregnant, which, by the way, is even disgusting to think about, but (laughs) fucking whatever. Um, But, yeah, and, you know, I had a little brother, and after that, my life changed drastically. When I was little and growing up with my parents, you know, we weren't, you know, dirt poor. I never missed a meal. I never missed anything. I always went to the doctors. I never had dirty clothes. I mean, I always had what I needed for school and it was never a situation where I I felt that I wasn't getting the, you know, bare necessity of what a child needs in those stages of life, right? I even remember this one time I, (laughs) for my school supplies I needed crayons and my mom went and got me these shitty I mean shitty ass crayons from like the dollar store right like literally like they were just like wax that had been colored I think because they didn't like there was no like nothing was like you would draw with them and not shit would like no color came out of those motherfuckers and you know I remember being embarrassed at school because all these kids you know obviously had Crayola crayons once again I don't know if saying any type of um company name gets copyrighted but bro when I was posting this shit I literally like put like third copyrights. I don't even know what that I honestly have no idea. I could so like be getting sued right now but fuck it. So all these kids had crayola crayons. I had these dingy nasty ass crayons from the dollar store. I was embarrassed. I went home I told my mom I was like you know these crayons like they just don't really write like I mean, they're not really working for me in class. And, you know, she felt so bad. She was like, I know, like, I'm so sorry. I bought these crayons from the dollar store. Obviously, you know, some things can't be bought at the dollar store. I need to go buy you fucking real Crayola crayons. Thank you. I got my real Crayola crayons. All was right with the world again. But point is, is that I grew up, you know, never, no, I was never missing anything. But I definitely wasn't, you know, rich. I mean, we lived in an apartment we had one car. My mom would take my dad to work, you know, uh, drop him off, pick him up. You know, sometimes I would go with him. Um, you know, sometimes my events at school were missed because my parents had to go to work. Uh, you know, sometimes I couldn't go places or do things just because, you know, there was no ride. There was nobody to take me. Um, I never did sports growing up. Um, I was never in a club. I was never doing stuff like that. Really. It was kind of hard for me to make friends sometimes when I was younger because, All I had was my school friends. And outside of that, uh, there was nothing else that I could do really to make friends. I lived in an apartment. It was hard to make neighborhood neighborhood friends. Um, So there was just a lot of stuff growing up that was really different between me and my parents and my brother and my parents. Uh, You know, my brother, he he gets whatever he wants. He, you know, plays club soccer. They spend at least $5,000 on him every six months to play fucking soccer. He has neighborhood friends. He has soccer friends. He has school friends. You know, he has, you know, he does conditioning. He does physical therapy. He has friends there. He has friends pretty much all over the fucking world. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad for him and I'm glad that he lived or is living a better life than me. You know, he wanted a monitor and my parents just went and got him a monitor he wants xbox game controllers they literally just go and buy them for him like on the spot like whatever they got him like these 200 hundred dollar pair of glasses uh and the thing is is like They buy him all these things, and he quite literally breaks all of them. He's broken every single Xbox controller. He broke the glasses the other day. He, you know, breaks, like, he's broken computers, broken tablets, broken my fucking Nintendo. Like, he has broken so many things. And when I say Nintendo, I mean, like, the fucking, like, little tiny Nintendos that would, like, open up, you know, when we were, like, little. Like, that, I gave him that when I was, um, you know, when he was, like... I don't know, probably like four and I was like 12 or some shit like that. And he fucking broke it in half, guys. Like, he literally broke that shit in half, whatever. But so he grew up in a different lifestyle than me. But at the end of the day, we had the same parents. And this is where my daddy issues come into play. Guys, my father issues, oh my God, they are so bad. Like, I have extreme, extreme father issues, I think. And not in a sexual way or in a way that I like I don't know in a weird like male validation way if that makes sense definitely not th- those type of father issues rather so a father who was there but was absent a father who was there but never talked to me a father that honestly the most I say to him in a day is high and that's even if I see him a father that when I went to college like we don't text, we don't call. A father that the summer before I went to college didn't talk to me for three weeks straight. Um, there it's just a just a very bad and unhealthy and rocky relationship that I have with my father that I'm still trying to figure out and that I'm trying to rebuild. But you know, a relationship can be very hard to rebuild when the other person is not open to listening is not open to change. It's not open to, you know, rebuilding the relationship in a healthy way. Um, but instead wants to go back to old habits, you know, be the same person that he always has been. He's always been very aggressive, verbally, very, you know, emotionally, sometimes abusive in a way, just a lot of things where I wish that I didn't have to experience those things, because I feel like if I hadn't, I would have a different relationship with the authority figures in my life, and I would be more open, more comfortable, more respectful, more listening to those older than me because I wouldn't find it as an attack when they were talking to me, and I wouldn't find it as a either you do this right now or there is no other option um, when it comes, you know, when it comes to you know choosing things, uh, and so I think that. With my father, I was it was very you do this, this is what you're doing, and you have absolute no say. And you know, as I started growing up and I started getting older and I started getting a voice and you know, I started wanting to do things like go out later, have my own car, have a boyfriend, sleep over at my friends' houses, there was a lot of conflict between me and my dad where he you know he said no and as you know the hispanic father figure no is no and there was no other option around it but as the first hispanic daughter uh there was no way i was letting that happen i was not taking no as an answer i was not going to be the only one not sipping over i was not going to be the only one not staying out late because my father just decided that he was just going to say no for the fucking hell of it and you know that's one of the main things that always pissed me off too was that whenever i did ask why it was always because I said so and you know there's just a lot of things that my father did growing up that when I have a child I don't want to do that with my kid I don't want them I don't want to subject them to that type of stuff because it's not fair to have your child grow up in a life where there is no option where the slightest mistake leads to yelling and you know sometimes even hitting where you know I don't feel comfortable making mistakes or fucking up because if I do, what if my dad doesn't talk to me for another month? You know what I'm saying? So there was just a lot of situations like that where I, you know, was like scared. And that's when I had to start saying no. And that's where I had to start defending myself. And I had to start speaking up for myself and saying, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I don't care if you're my dad. I don't care what it is that you are in my life. There are boundaries there is respect and there should be mutual respect between you and me in this situation where you respect me enough to listen to what I have to say and listen to when I say no and listen to when I don't want to do certain things so it got to the point where you know he would say no and I would say well I really don't give a fuck <laughs> I really I really don't give a fuck if you say no if you don't want me to go if you don't give me permission i'm tired of not doing what i want to do and i'm going to do whatever i want and if that means being grounded if that means you're gonna yell at me so be it but i'm fucking going out tonight and i'm fucking gonna go get plastered with my friends and you can literally sit at home and wonder what i'm doing because i'm not fucking telling you what i'm doing i'm fucking leaving i don't care i was tired i mean god i was just so fucking tired of not being able to do anything i oh like i was just never allowed to do anything ever and so it got to the point where we were getting into these awful, awful fights where I was finally standing up for myself and saying, "Okay, let me maybe throw a situation out there to make more sense." So, for example, let's say all my friends were going to go hang out, and you know they're all going to go hang out, whatever. And they are deciding that they want to stay out a little later. They, you know, want to stay out till, let's say, one a.m. My curfew is probably at this point like ten thirty, right? So I am pushing this idea that. I always always come home before ten thirty, but just for this one time, I want to come home. You know, at one, my friends are going to be out later, whatever. And you know, my dad says no. Okay, well, no, that's not gonna fly. So I am instantly drawing back and I'm saying no, 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 no. Let me l- let me be clear with you. I will be going out until one a.m. I follow your rules every single day. I come home at 1030. I don't do it. I, you know, I always say yes. I come home when you want me to. I don't break any rules. I go to school. I have a job. I, you know, drive Sebastian around, my little brother. I do this. I do that. Just this one time, I want the privilege of staying out until 1 a.m. And I feel like I deserve it. And I feel like this is what I need and this is what I want. And even if you say no, I am going to come back at 1 a.m. Okay, guys, this may not work with a lot of y'all's parents. And I completely understand that. I completely understand. But sometimes it's because you haven't tried it. It's because they're not expecting it. And honestly, you wouldn't expect it to work either, which I completely understand. But one of these days, you know, if you're in this type of situation, maybe try it. Maybe try sticking up for yourself. Try explaining to your parents, you know, I have followed your rules. I have done what you want me to do. But you know what? This time, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do this. And just for this one time, I feel that I am of age. I've earned it. I have the maturity. I've shown you I'm responsible. I feel like I deserve, you know, the right to stay out until 1 a.m. And, you know, not to say it's going to work. But let's say they say, okay, no, but you have to be back at 11 go out and don't come back until 1 a.m. Who gives a fuck? Go out and don't come back until 1 a.m. Let them blow up your fucking phone. Let them ask you where you are. Go have fun. Go have fucking fun. I wish that when I was younger, I had stayed out past curfew a million more times than I had. There was one instance when I stayed out past curfew and I was grounded for it. But you know what? I don't regret staying out past curfew for even a second that night. I don't regret it at all. It was a Friday night. It was a football game. All my friends were out. We were at Sonic. I refused to leave. You know, I was having such a good time. And you know what? I was grounded, but I don't regret that at all. I don't remember most of my high school experiences, to be honest. But that is one that I, will exp- that I remember, and I don't regret it. So even if they don't agree to your terms and conditions, you know, let them know that you're getting older. Let them know that, Hey, you know what? This is not going to fly anymore. Like I'm also an adult. I also have some say in my life and I also have some say in what I want to do. And if that's not what I want to do, then, you know, I'm not going to do that. Once again, this is all to be taken extremely lightly and with extreme caution. This is not, Oh, my parents said that I can't take their car so I'm taking their fucking car and driving to California okay that is not what I'm trying to say at all this is not my parents said I can't smoke inside but I don't give a fuck what they say so I'm gonna hot box my room with my friends this is not like this is not what I'm trying to say I'm trying to say when your parents are clearly just being over dramatic pushing boundaries that don't make sense anymore you know trying to have control over your life in a way that is excessive and you know it's time to step back and have you know some control in your life I let them know, you know, I'm getting older. This is what I want. Once again, this all is in reason. This is with reason. But for me, it was getting to a point where my dad was not letting me do anything, where it was just, you know, I say this and I'm, you know, not letting you go here. I'm not letting you do this because I say so. And there is no other reason or rhyme to it. So that was also not going to fly with me, as you could obviously tell. So this is when I had to start sticking up and saying no no, let me explain why this is not going to happen. Obviously, this was also a much easier with the support from my mom. But the first place to really start when, you know, you're thinking, how do I start saying no? How do I start defending myself? How do I start sticking out for myself, you know, in my relationships? It's start with your parents. Start with talking to your parents and show, you know, I feel like personally for most people, your parents are the main authority figure in your life, right? They're the main people you're speaking up to. It's like, well, if you're not my mom and if you're, not, I just almost crashed. If you're not my mom and you're not my dad, then, you know, like I'm not listening to you. So I feel like your mom or your dad are definitely the main people who, you know, have like some type of say, some type of authority, some type of, you know, whatever in your life. So I think that it's best to start off with your parents. Start off by defending yourself against your parents because that's honestly, I think, one of the easiest things to do. And, you know, try to do it without crying. Try to do it without your voice cracking. Try to do it without letting them tear you down. Stick up for what it is that you want. And I think that once you're able to do that with your parents in a normal, healthy way, it's much easier to do it in situations at work or at school or with your partner or with your friends because, you know, you've low-key defeated the fucking beast. Like, you've defeated, like, the, the top level. Now everything else is just kind of like, it's not that big of a deal. Just say no, right? So back to way back to the beginning of this conversation when I was talking about, you know working. Um, so when a boss says, you know, hey, come in, you know, can you come, come in right now, 30 minutes before a six-hour shift that you are not scheduled for, you are allowed to say no. You are allowed to tell that, that manager, absolutely not. You texted me 30 minutes before a shift to come in for something that I'm not even scheduled in? No. No, I'm not coming in. It doesn't matter if they texted you personally. It doesn't matter if they called you personally. It doesn't matter if you're their favorite. It doesn't matter if you're the best. It doesn't matter if they're understaffed. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, it just literally does not matter. There are boundaries to people. And if you have boundaries, other people should be able to respect them. But most of all, you should be able to respect your own boundaries. If you are setting a boundary, it is because you're sticking to it. It is because this is your boundary. It is because you are not crossing it. If you don't want other people crossing your boundaries, you cannot allow yourself to cross your own boundaries because at that point, there is no boundary and you're just letting everybody walk all over you, cross those boundaries that obviously aren't real, aren't set up because you can't even stick to your own boundaries, if that makes sense. So if you're going to have boundaries with people, you have to stick to them and you have to, you know, make sure and that this is a boundary that you can reach and you can accomplish every single time. Don't set unrealistic boundaries for yourself because then you're never going to be able to follow these boundaries and you're just gonna keep breaking your boundaries and you're gonna feel like you're not getting anywhere. You're gonna feel like, okay, I set this boundary and I can't even meet this boundary, so I can't meet anything else and there's no point in you know sticking up for myself, whatever. I'm just gonna let life be what it is and fuck it. No, set boundaries that are realistic. For example, with work, let's say, okay, realistically, I feel like anytime my boss tells me I have to cover a shift, I have to. Okay, but let's set the boundary that they have to ask me for that shift a day in advance. You know, they have to ask me to cover that shift a day in advance. So now you have that boundary. You can let your boss know, hey, if you need a shift covered, I have no issue covering that shift, but I need to be let known at least 24 hours in advance. Now you've set this realistic boundary with your boss where you're realistically saying, okay, you know, I honestly, yeah, most of the shifts you asked me to cover, I'm going to cover, but I do need some time to know because you know what? I have a life too. I have friends too. I have family too. I have stuff to do. You know, I have appointments. I have school. So, you know, I have, you know, I have these boundaries to, you know, limit myself. Okay, perfect. And you know, and you're able to express that boundary with your boss. They know it. And now if they choose to disrespect that boundary, you have set that boundary. You must stick to it. If they text you an hour before to cover a shift, you let them know, no, I cannot. I let you know if you need a shift covered, I have no issue. So, you know, allowing that open boundary where yes, I do, I will cover that shift if you ask me, but also, you know, drawing back on that boundary where it's not just when you want me to, it's, you don't just get to ask me whenever you want. So let's say they text you an hour before, I'm sorry, I simply cannot cover a shift that you asked me to cover an hour before. I let you know I need at least a 24 hour advanced notice. And next time, if you let me know in advance, I am more than welcome to cover the shift for you. That there is nothing rude or disrespectful with that. There is nothing wrong with saying no when you know, It's not, it's not, it's it's crossing a boundary, it's disrespectful, it's not possible. It's not okay for a boss to text you an hour before to come cover in a shift that you're not scheduled for. Even if you have nothing going on with the rest of your day, they don't know that it's not right. Right. So, you know, it's just, it's important to, you know, set this boundary, stick to it and understand that it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's respectful. It's a normal boundary to have. It's not out of the world to have a boundary where you want to be let known, you know, 24 hours in advance. If you have to work the next day, that is, there's nothing wrong with that. That is a normal and healthy boundary. And the boss who is the authority figure who has more responsibility should be able to understand that boundary and respect it. And if they are not able to respect it that they then maybe you shouldn't be working for them, to be honest, because that is a normal, respectful, and healthy boundary, and the people in your life should be able to respect it, especially the authority figures, because, you know, just because they're an authority figure and they do have more power, and I think that's the main issue here is this power imbalance you have between, there is or the power imbalance between yourself and the authority figures in your life, and the people that have more, you know, power over you, now, um, just because they have more power over you does not mean that you have to be at the bro- beck and call and that you have to say yes every single time that they ask you for anything. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to set that boundary. You're allowed to say, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I can't. And it's not because I'm trying to be rude. It's not because I'm disrespectful or I'm a bad person. I'm a bad employee. I'm a bad daughter or whatever. No, I have this healthy boundary that I think you know, works best for me. This is what I need. It's healthy for me. I need to, you know, I need these boundaries. I need these things. And if you, you know, want me in, for example, your boss, if he wants you to work or they, whatever she, if they want you to work, then they should be able to respect those boundaries. It's not like you're asking for every day off, right? I mean, you're willing to come in and cover the shift, but there is a boundary that comes with it. And it's just important to remember that the boundaries you set are okay. They work for you. Like guys, okay. Guys, what I'm about to say may blow your fucking minds, but you are in charge of your own fucking life. What happens in your life is up to you. You make choices every single day. You say yes, you say no every single day, and that dictates your life. You know what I'm saying? When you choose to do something, that dictates your life. Just like when you choose not to do something, it also dictates your life. So, you know, just it's it's okay to... um, Alright, I totally lost track of, like, <laughs> track of thought. But um, it's okay to set these boundaries in your life that work for you because it's your life. You know what I mean? You're in charge of making yourself feel good, of making yourself feel respected, of making yourself feel happy. You're in charge of your life, of who you let in, of all this stuff. So. If you're in charge of your own life, if you're in charge of what's going on, you need to set these boundaries that work for yourself. And if they work for you, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because it's nobody else it's nobody else's fucking life. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because it's not their boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that boundary works for you and it doesn't work for them, it doesn't matter because it, it, who cares if it doesn't work for them? It's not their boundary. It's not their life. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't affect them whether you set that boundary or not. That boundary is for you and for you to follow and for you to feel good. So, if you set a boundary, stick to it. Stick to it because you made it for a reason. You made it because you know it works for you, you know you need it, you know it's healthy, and you know it's not any, you're not asking for anything crazy. Right. So set those boundaries and, you know, stick to them. Now, another situation, some other situations where I have found myself, you know, saying no and sticking up for myself at bars. When guys come up to you and try and dance with you and you do not want to speak to them and you do not want to be danced with, it is okay to turn around and say no. I know men are scary and I know, you know, with all the stuff that has been going on and all the stuff that will be going on, you know, Men are scary, and I can understand the fear of saying no to them, and I can understand the fear of the consequences that come with saying no to men, ignoring men, and blowing men off, but you still have to stick up for yourself, and you still have to respect yourself and set those boundaries with men. You know, once again, like I said, all of this is to be taken lightly. This isn't a situation where you're at a bar, there's a lot of people, you know, your friends are there, you know, it's not like you're in a a parking lot, 3 a.m. all by yourself with a random guy. Definitely not the same type of situation. Um, So, you know, if you don't want to dance with this guy, tell him to fuck off. Like, you know, just be like, fuck off. Like, why are you talking to me right now when I just told you I don't want to talk to you? You know if they keep trying to dance with you even after you've moved you know tell them to fuck off like tell them to go find another bitch to bother like you know what i'm saying like i can understand how that can be scary and how you know it can seem a little rude or whatever i don't give a fuck what guys think i don't give a fuck if you think i'm literally the rudest person you've ever met in your entire life if i'm telling you to not dance with me like literally don't fucking dance with me don't fucking touch me you know what i'm saying so i don't feel like that boundary is um insane and i feel like more men should be able to respect that boundary because honestly men are fucking gross and they can't take no as a fucking answer and it's weird it's weird because i don't know at what point in school they taught us that no means yes but no literally quite literally means no and yes quite literally means yes and if they meant uh, something else they would be called something else and they would have different definitions but they're not because no means no and yes means yes whatever Other situations I have found myself in, you know, having to, you know, set my boundaries. Even with my friends, I sometimes have to set a boundary for myself. Where I am not, you know, letting myself go out every single day, spend every waking moment with my friends. Which, honestly, can be really hard. I know that sounds crazy, guys. But when I say that I am literally, like, obsessed and in love with my friends. No, I literally mean I'm obsessed and in love with my friends. I love hanging out with them. I love being, I love, you know, all the stuff we do together. We always have fun. I've never had a dull moment in my life with my friends. I love seeing them. I love being with them. But, you know, sometimes I have to set those boundaries where I, you know, I can't go out tonight. I can't, you know, I have stuff to do. I have homework, you know, or I can't do this right now because I want to go to the gym. I can't do this right now because, you know, whatever reason it may be. And so it's important to set those boundaries and sometimes those boundaries don't have to be said out loud um, to your friends rather so those boundaries have to be set within yourself and that is another situation where I have found myself having to set boundaries with myself and follow those boundaries and that can be really 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 difficult because you are holding yourself accountable for your actions and what you're doing um but I am actually at school right now, so uh, I have to go present, (laughs) and uh, I'll be back to talk about why it is almost impossible to set boundaries for yourself and follow them. Okay, guys, I'm back! I finally finished my class, thank God. I presented, and I think it went amazing. Um, Now I am going to go hang out with the friends that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Not going to mention them again, because... That would be one too many times. But back to what I was talking about way earlier. uh, Well, I guess it doesn't seem like earlier to y'all, but it's been like actually four hours since I um, filmed the rest of this podcast. But back to what I was saying. So why it is difficult to set boundaries within yourself and honestly keep them yourself. um, I'm going to go into about a five minute spiel as to how I view my life and life in and of itself life is what you make it. Like I said, you are in control of your life and you are in control of your feelings and your emotions and your boundaries, who's in your life. You are in charge of every single aspect of your life. And like I said, I think it's really easy for us to forget that, especially people like our age, because it's so easy to think, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like I'm, I'm young. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'll just let things happen as they go and you know if they work out they work out and if they don't they don't and that's fine and I mean yeah a lot of stuff yeah I can understand how that you know concept and ideology can apply to a lot of different scenarios but at the end of the day mostly you are in charge of what's going on right so when I look at my life I I decide, you know, I allow myself days to feel the things I want to feel. If one day I am feeling sad, that's okay. I can feel sad and I can be sad one day without having to be depressed. I can be sad, have bad days while still being in one of the most happiest moments of my life. While still being happy, while still being grateful, while still being thankful that I'm here and experiencing my life. So I let myself you know, have off days. I let myself sometimes break my boundaries. If I have a boundary, for example, of, okay, I am not going to look at this person's Instagram anymore. Okay. I know that that is a little bit of an unrealistic standard and boundary for myself. Sometimes I'm going to want to look at this person's Instagram. Right? So I let myself have, you know, sometimes a day every couple weeks where, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to look at that person's Instagram, right? I'm allowing myself to break that boundary because I know that I'm human. And, you know, some days we're going to fuck up. Some days we mess up. Sometimes we break our own boundaries. But that's okay. That's okay. It's about learning to be gentle and okay with yourself and not letting... You breaking a boundary once set you back. So for example, keeping on with the same situation. If I check this person's Instagram, I'm not going to belittle myself and hate on myself all day because I looked at this person's Instagram and I told myself I was never going to do that again. I will allow myself, okay, I looked at this person's Instagram, you know, that's all right. It's okay. I've looked at it. I can go back to, you know, my boundary. I'm not looking at it again. I'm going to keep going about it. Don't beat yourself up over it. You're fine. It's your life. You didn't hurt anybody. You're okay, right? So in being gentle with yourself and being, you know, nice with yourself and allowing yourself to have days where you slip up, allowing yourself, you know, to fuck up sometimes, you know. With the example that we had earlier with the boss, it's okay for sometimes if your boss texts you, you know, an hour before to say, okay, you know what, maybe this one time, fuck it. Maybe this one time he didn't text, he, she, they didn't text me, you know, uh, 24 hours in advance, but you know what, this one time I'm going to let it slide. It's okay to set these boundaries, these realistic boundaries, break them once in a while, but not have to beat yourself up over, over it. And that allows you to further, you know, increase those boundaries and further, further push those boundaries because it's a learning process. You're allowing yourself to set the boundaries, learn how to live with the boundaries, deal with the boundaries, allow yourself to, you know, a learning process where sometimes you are going to fail, but that doesn't mean that you've completely failed and you have to give up now. You can still, you know, continue to set those boundaries, make them stronger. You know, now that you've slipped once in a while, you know, build off of that, right? And and the concept of being in control of your life and doing whatever it is that you want to do and, you know, saying no, defending yourself, sticking up for it is, you know, sticking up for what it is that you want. You don't have to feel guilty. And that's the other thing thing that comes in you know with play with beating yourself up don't beat yourself up you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to be perfect all the time especially because it's your life you know what you're not affecting anybody by breaking this little boundary that you have set for yourself so you can feel better the boundary is for you not for anybody else so if you break the boundary if you fail to reach that boundary don't beat yourself up don't hate yourself don't feel guilty. Be gentle with yourself understand that sometimes you are not perfect and if you and you to be on this boundary this doesn't affect anybody else this has nothing to do with anybody else you don't have to feel guilty you don't have to feel bad just keep working life is a learning process you know i'm a social work major and today uh when i you know was presenting i presented this article that i read about how being a social worker is a lifelong journey, right? You know, every single day you're learning new things. Every single day you're, you know, experiencing new things, you know, listening to new people. Um, and that's just, and that's how life is. It's not just, you know, this is just an example, but just like life in general is a learning process. Every single day, You're learning how to love yourself more, how to make yourself better, how to be better, how to love the people around you more. Every single day, you're learning, you're growing, and you're bettering yourself. And that includes setting boundaries, and that includes defending yourself, and that includes saying no. But once again, like I've said it, and I'm going to keep saying it, no matter how repetitive it sounds, it is okay to mess up and not, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up over it. And, you know, continue this whole guilty thing with, you know, setting boundaries. If you are setting a boundary with another person, and it's not just a, you know, inner boundary, like this is a boundary I'm setting for myself. When you're setting a boundary with another person, such as, you know, cutting back on the communication, cutting back on seeing each other, perhaps cutting back on whatever it is that it is, you shouldn't have to feel guilty and it stems back to the original you know thing that I'm saying where it's your life this boundary that you set up yes while it may affect this other person in some way it was set up for you right you set up this boundary because for example this person may not be making you feel good all the time so while yes you setting up a boundary of you know maybe you know declining the communication with this person yes while that may affect them it is for you you set this boundary with less communication for yourself so you can feel better and so you can grow it has nothing to do with that other person even if it affects them if that makes sense so you shouldn't have to feel guilty if they you know are upset because you're talking to them less that doesn't matter don't feel guilty do you feel better do you feel happier are you in a better place you have to worry about yourself you know there is nothing wrong with being fucking selfish. Sometimes you have to be selfish. And once again, like I said, take this lightly and it depends on the situation. Being selfish, and I say it's okay to be selfish, I don't mean it's okay, you know, to like not help your friends out or not help your mom out or, you know, only do things for yourself and who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks and you're going around hurting. That's not what I'm trying to say. I mean, if there's a normal and healthy boundary that you want to set, and it has the potential to affect somebody else, that's okay. It is all right. They will be fine. This is about you. What do you need and what do you want? Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. Set the boundaries. Say no. Defend yourself and stop living your life according to everybody else because you will never, ever, ever live if you do. You will never live if you do. You will never, ever, ever be happy if you live your life according to other people because you're living for them and not for you. And like I said, this is your fucking life. It's hard to grasp it's hard to understand and honestly it took me a long time and i'm still like grasping the fact that i am in charge of my own life but as i grow older and i get more mature i find more ways in which i make my life better and i don't regret a single one of them and i don't feel guilty about it because if it wasn't for the boundaries and the things that i've done i probably would be fucking dead so you know what i'm happy and i don't owe it to anybody else but myself and the boundaries that I've set for myself, and the things that I've done for myself. So, all in all, at the end of this podcast, I hope you have learned something. Once again, it's always, always my goal for y'all to learn something. I know this one wasn't as funny as my first one, just because uh, I don't know. I'm feeling like you know, I wanna, I wanna, I want you to see both sides of who I am. So, I decided to film this one that's a little bit uh, heavier, a little bit more of a real topic, a little bit more in depth. Um, but I hope you guys learned something and I hope y'all enjoyed it. And you know what? If you think that my mindset is crazy, let me know. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me if you use any of the advice that I just gave you. Tell me if, if any of this is helpful, let me know. I love y'all. Be safe. I will catch y'all for the next episode. It's going to be super fucking fun. My friends have forced me to allow them on my podcast Uh, So it's going to be a lot of fun listening to them, talking to them, seeing what our um, dynamic is like. I hope you guys uh, tune in for that. Enjoy that. But until then, I will see you guys later. I love y'all. Be safe. Have fun. And you know what? Give me some advice if you're feeling crazy. Bye.